Hey, Pranessas, welcome back to the Printavo Pranessas podcast. I'm Bruce from Printavo. We've got Stephen Farragut at Campus Inc. We've got a fun episode here with Joanne Houle, the uh, the uh, the glue of Shirkong, the the operational wizard, um, Andy's right hand person. Pretty cool story, especially how they met. They met and and really, you know, took Shirkong to the next level over the last. 12 years it's i think they met 14 years ago and it's a pretty cool love story too (laughs) um so i think the coolest part about the episode was hearing how they operate such a successful business but also a successful relationship and the boundaries that they set and when they can you know take uh leave leave work at work and and enjoy their lives outside of it too and some of the decision making that they do and, and kind of some of their core principles speaks to um, speaks to the success of the business and and what they've been up to. So pretty awesome episode. And it's always fun to find ways to make fun of Andy. Um. <laughs> Andy, you know, you shouldn't be spending all day cleaning dirty screens. Easy ways line of environments like conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently and cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. Shirkong's favorite easy way chemicals to use are probably 701 and 842, and that helps them clean up their dirty screens. If you value a company to help with how-tos, best practices, they sell to over 100 plus distributors. And so um, not only can you get your stuff anywhere, but also they are there to help you be able to really push your shop forward, get more efficient. And best practices, easy ways team is awesome. Um, They're always at the trade shows. They're always super nice and great to hang out with. Give them a try. Andy loves them too. Um, but you know who Andy loves maybe probably a little bit more? Um, who doesn't love Nick Wood? <laughs> Do you need a solution to improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department? Uh, if you go to 1-900-HOT-STUFF, um, you'll find some handsome individuals because Graphic Source offers industry-leading outsource options for your shop by truly becoming a part of your team. They plug and play with Printavo, other shop management softwares. So when it comes to SEPs, mocks, creative art, order management, embroidery, digitizing, back office admin, and customer service, there's no better company in our industry to work with. With over 30 years in the game, they really know and understand shop needs and have a proven track record of success. Um, and I do know... That Shir Kong, I think, uses graphics. Yeah. And uh, I think Andy loves them. All right. What's next? Supercolor is the world's best heat transfer. It's made for screen printers by screen printers. They understand the pressures and expectations of running a screen printing business. And so that's why they really pride themselves on being super fast and super easy. Uh, we all know Steven's been in a pinch quite a few times, almost daily. And, uh, even for my little stuff, uh, they are always been there to be able to help. I mean, the support team is incredible. They, they come through also just a super nice team and partner to have in your business. Thanks so much. Supercolor. If you use is Printavo 15 still running. Yeah. Printavo one, five, 15% off your first order. Make sure you use that code. Sweet. Um, I just saw them come out with some kind of reflective or metallic transfer, which is kind of neat. Um, check it out on their socials. Bruce, have you heard of multicraft underscore daddy? No, but if you open up your Instagram right now, send them a DM. You are entered every single week to get a case of PMI tape. 
So that is super cool. And he's up to 813 followers. All right. It's a race to get Dave up to a thousand followers. If you need ink supplies or a daddy multi-craft screen printing and digital supplies for over 50 years has been providing you with top brands at competitive prices, mention the Printable podcast and receive an extra 10% off your first order. Um, hit up Dave, uh, Andy and I use him quite a bit, um, for everything. And, uh, they're incredible. So thanks so much, Multicraft. All right. Let's jump on in. Jojo, what's up? Hi. Welcome to the Shirt uh, Pronosters podcast. <laughs> thanks for having me. This is really exciting, actually. I gotta, I've gotta. i been like standing over here getting my wiggles out. I'm just like, mm, get the wiggles out. Mm, get the wiggles out. Well, this is interesting. Um, we always hear two individuals' voices so much, like on the internet, and they try to be like the second best podcast in the space. But there's a special person um, that has to sit across and listen to it all the time. And that's why we wanted to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've sat next to so many happening. How? Oh, by the way, too. Taking over. My house. Nice. <laughs> Do you listen to every episode too, or, or is it you kind of uh, tune out? Every tune out. Episode? Um, I mean, when we work like, together. Is it like every Andy's day? on a call type, or is it um, no, like I want to hear what's going on type? Yeah, I don't wear any earbuds or anything, so I can only hear his end when it's going on usually. Um, afterwards, sometimes we'll watch it, but I'm usually in the background and I just kind of pick up on what he's saying. Do you listen to them after the fact? You think I'm like die hard, like I'm listening to every single one and everything. But when you work all day together and talk together all day and you go home and you're together all day, um, I'm like, OK, I'm going to not hang out with you and go listen to you talk instead. You know what I mean? Like I would play it in the car a lot when I'd be driving to work or anywhere. But I pick up on episodes. I probably listen to more than I haven't. Yeah, Carson doesn't really listen to... The, sh- the the print hustlers podcast bruce does Crissette listen no not at all <laughs> okay i feel I mean, a lot better just, now yeah yeah no not at all i, I mean like um and, and by the way uh you know jojo is uh sort of the other half of shark shirt con the better um, better half of the better half of shirt con yeah. really making sure everything is sticking together we we started chatting more and i started understanding your role more as we were looking at helping you guys with Printavo like a year or so ago. But um, yeah, I mean, you really, you really are the glue, I, I feel like, over you know, making sure things happen and, and moving forward. I'm always fascinated because I, I couldn't be able to run a business with my wife very well. So like for- <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I mean, just jumping in real quick. How do you how do, like how do you guys separate the the responsibilities and be able to work together really well? Wait, can we hear your love? Can we hear your love story first? The love story. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I was a kitchen designer at Lowe's, and Andy came in one day when he was building out the shop randomly to buy a front counter island for it, and I happened to be the person that he got to help him. So that's how we met. It was like by chance because also I worked with a guy named Roy and Roy decided that he really liked my desk at Lowe's. And so he took my spot like the week before and just kind of forced me out to the other side. So when Andy came in, Roy was busy 
And it was me. He really should have gotten Roy, honestly, but he got me. And so I walked him through the process. I had no idea that what this was going to lead to. I had zero clue. Um, and then I found out it was for a screen printing shop and I gave him my art information, my art card with my MySpace on it. Cause it's like 2009. <laughs> what was your MySpace song at the time? Oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't what remember. What would be your MySpace song at the time? 2009. Bruce, you were like I what? Mean, Switchfoot, Linkin Park. Switchfoot. Oh my <laughs> gosh. What, what, what was that? What was that? Uh, meant to live. That was the song. So you walked in, so Andy walked into a bar or a bar top countertop to get a countertop. Um, and, and that, and that's how it started. Well, that's how we met initially. And then he did, um, contact me about interest. Cause I was like, here's my art card. If you're hiring, let me know. Cause I just wanted to get out of a box without windows basically and not have to wear a smock every day. That was the parts I didn't like. Um, I just want to be in an artsy environment. And so this sounded really cool. I knew nothing about it, but it sounded cool. And I was like, I can help you do whatever. If I don't know how to do something, I'll figure it out and learn it. Um, and then he came back a second time and I was helping a customer named Mary. And Mary, I had just finished her kitchen and she it's like this little old lady. She was so cute. And she shows up and she brings me gold earrings and Andy's standing there. And she gives me this present and I open it up and it's like gold earrings. And Mary's like, oh, my God, you're so wonderful. I thank you so much for your help. And she like gushed about me in front of him. Well, he was still waiting to talk to me. And I was like, thank you, Mary. Because then after that, he was like, OK, you're hired, basically. <laughs> and then I uh, also said, can I come out and see the shop <laughs> to make sure I'm not. Well, I didn't say that. part. The second part, I was like, to make sure it's like yeah, not in the like, basement. What a you know what yeah. Shop. Like, where am I going? I'm the first employee. So, yeah, I came out here and it wasn't even built out yet. It, you know, the wood, the walls, nothing was the floor was poured, but there was nothing built out. It was happening. And so um, I saw there was a shop and I was just on board. And then I showed up the first day and uh, he had our we sh we've been sharing this office for 14 years. Our desks are the, still the same. They're back to back. And I sat down and I don't know, I guess we just fell in love. <laughs> Haven't gotten <laughs> he calls up it yet. What is it, Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> he likes to say that too. Like that happened. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Um, that's awesome. Um, and Jojo, do you like going by Jojo or Joanne or what do you go? What do you like going by? I, I get Jojo, Joe and Joanne. So I'll answer to all three. It's just kind of um, like I start out with Joanne. I introduce myself. And then if somebody gets comfortable to a level where they want to go to one of the other ones, then I answer just fine to those two. Gotcha. So Jojo's also an incredible artist. Um, and you have Thank an art you. show coming up in St. Louis. Yes. In two weeks. Install is in two weeks. So I have been, uh, it'll be up all of August and September. It's at, uh, we have a mall called Plaza Frontenac. It's kind of like a little fancy mall. They have a Saks Fifth Avenue inside. And Saks Fifth Avenue happens to have a lower level that is a gallery, which we just found out in December. And they feature artists on rotation. So um, I got accepted and been planning the show this year since February. Really? How many pieces yeah. are going to be there? I just finished number 41 tomorrow. So this is all new work, all brand new drawings. I've been drawing. I just I found my theme probably in March. And so I've been drawing consistently every single day, basically since April, part of March, too. But April through right now still. I'm hoping I'll probably have at least 50 because I think I can still crank out 
like five more before the show. Oh, um, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you balance it with the shop? Is it <laughs> half the week off or like? Congratulations, first of all, that's pretty sick. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm. It's an opportunity unlike any other that I've had. It's incredibly important to me and in alignment with my path and my goals my whole life, basically. So I feel probably the calmest and happiest I have ever, honestly, the past six months. But I've been at home almost every day, which Got was it. just cranking. Yeah. Yeah. So like I am fortunate that we have a really good team and I have two wonderful women that help me out that can do all the things that I do. And um, like, I don't worry about it. They do great. Uh, if they need me or they're gone, I've been coming in to help out, you know, like invoicing, shipping and receiving, um, kind of front end operations type stuff where they need help. And so I have come, been coming in and I do the books, the wrap up stuff monthly for our accountant before we get sent off. I just make sure everything's cleaned up and square um, in our system. And then otherwise I'm at home every day, which is bizarre. So wow. weird. Yeah. I'm kind of curious and maybe we, we can get to this after of like getting to that point where you have these two people, their roles and everything, but yeah. So your yeah. art is awesome. And, uh, I was you. fortunate enough to get a piece like, uh, before you're going to be like crazy famous now after this. Steven so got me one too. So, <laughs> so then the I thought it you was cool. So like, I got Bruce one and then we got our other best friend, um, Adam cook one. So like yeah. the three of us share your art. Maya's got um, one. And yep, Myla's got one. So um, if you're listening to this, get Joe's art because it's awesome. Um, what's your handle to, to look at? Uh, I you can, it's I can't find it. My, I sign everything with my maiden name, H-O-U-L-E, which is Hool. So if you go to joannehool.com, my website, it links to all my socials. And it will soon have a shop built out for all the pieces for the show i'm gonna offer them through there uh nothing will be available to ship until october when the show comes down in september at the end but i'm just gonna pre-sale and go through there during the while the show's up in its entirety wow but yeah um that's awesome and when this airs i think the show will be going on which will be cool yeah probably um (laughs) sweet that is cool so if anybody's passing through st louis august or september Pop by Plaza Frontenac, Saks. You can just walk through and check it out. Okay, so um, we obviously wanted to highlight like um, your passions and and your art because it is incredible. We're also like I'm very fascinated about the way you all run Shirt Kong. Um, uh, like with Andy playing two integral roles, um, being able to work in the same box for 14 years across from each other. Um, there yeah, are a, a big lot box of either. what it's not a big it's, box either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Chicago runs a really tight ship as we all know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of, of how modest and humble Andy is like they run a very clean operation. Um, and there mm-hmm. are a lot of shops out there that are a husband and wife operation or partners or, or something yeah. like that. As Bruce mentioned, I couldn't run a company with Carson. Bruce probably couldn't do it with Chrisette. Just it wouldn't. I just wouldn't work out, <laughs> um, and would not be good for our relationship. I guess like, how is that? You know, obviously you came to work there, and you're like the first one there, and that, that's kind of how your love story started. But mm-hmm. how has it been coming to work with Andy 
every single day? Well, we have different roles. Like we don't cross paths. Like we're not on top of each other, both trying to do the exact same things all the time. Uh, when we first started, he, I, I didn't know production, of course, because I didn't know anything about screen printing. So I ended up more taking on the shipping and receiving aspects, kind of the because then you, when it's just the two of you, you, ha you only have so many departments you can each do. And so I was like shipping and receiving and then uh, front end stuff like customer service, quoting, learning how to do the billing, um, just all that front end stuff, the prep work and then shirt ordering and buying and stuff. So I would cover all those kinds of things, whereas I would help out in production. I can offload. I can catch whatever they need me to do. But you know, I had enough work all day to do those things. And then he had enough work all day to focus on anything production related. He also helps out with some front end stuff when, you know, quotes get difficult or something's weird. But we really don't overlap during the day. We are, we're like ships passing in the night sometimes. Like we're both here in the same office, but he'll be off running around doing his own things or on his own phone calls. And I'm on, I'm in my own world with enough work to do to just keep me busy too. So together we cover, we can cover the whole shop basically. So it was a nice yin yang situation. So like early on, obviously y'all are established and you've got people and you know, like you, you figured it out, you've cracked a secret code early on. I know that like I get those Friday afternoons where I'm trying to get orders out and I'm not the nicest or maybe I'm a little cranky or not mm -hmm. the most pleasant. Um, mm -hmm. How was it early on? Like, was it tough to when, 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 like, when the kitchen was hot and there was a lot of pressure on the business and stuff like, do you have any funny stories? I think in the beginning when you're hungry and everything's harder and you're a little more starving for all the jobs and stuff like that fighter in you, uh, you're a lot more protective and easy. It's easier to get riled up about stuff. Um, especially when people are, you're not in the wrong and you know it, but you can't tell them they're in the wrong. So you have to just like suck it up and deal with it. Um, I can't recall like a really huge blow up. Um, it's all been pretty I'm trying to think. This is a perfect love story. I and know. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm like, dude, I don't have any like crazy bad stories where it's like, holy crap. Like, wow. wow. Okay. I'm walking away from you right now. But, is, uh, um, is, is Andy like right behind the camera and just like, yeah. Yeah, he's right. No, he, he actually <laughs> left. Um, he's out of the room and letting me just figure this out and do my thing. So what was like the the progression of the team? So, you know, if you guys are starting um, now, you're able to focus on your passion. I think that's everybody's goal, right? Like, I don't think anybody yeah. wants to be stuck in the shop or in the business um, 60 hours a week or whatever. Uh, like, do you remember the different roles that you guys brought on? And then also then getting to where you're at now, where you said there's these two girls that are really your you know, right hand people mm -hmm. and, and take on. They're everything. solid. All right, real quick. I got to tell you something. This is really interesting. And here's why. We formed a company called Inktava. You may have heard of it, but it has three different brands right now. Printavo, 
Inksoft and Graphics. So we're all sister companies now, a big happy family. What we're able to do is Printavo's managing your shop management and workflow organization. Inksoft can run your website and handle online stores at scale. So running multiple different stores for fundraisers, schools, um, company stores, and everything in between. And Graphics Flow is a brand new product to be able to help reduce all the back and forth with art. So it has a huge art library that you can put on your website so customers can see and pluck what they want. Plus, you can also be able to collect different ideas and send them to customers to approve as well. Really, really cool. Plus, in-app editing. It's like Canva, but specifically for shops. All right, check it out. All those brands are on inktavo.com. That's inktavo.com. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for roles, I when we first started, it was just us, as I said. And then um, we just, he decided he needed help in production. You know, you need somebody to offload, catch, and help set up, like do all that stuff also. And he couldn't just do it all by himself. And so that was the first person we, we hired was somebody to help at, at press so that would run smoother and faster. Um, we acquired some embroidery machines from a company that was going out of business. Um, and the employee that they had knew how to run everything and all the machines. So she came with it. That was the third person. And then I think the fourth person was adding somebody for graphic design to take that off Andy's plate then too. Because he was our graphic designer. I even did some graphic design. Well, if you want to consider like drawing and scanning it in type graphic design. Because I don't know Photoshop. I'm not good at that kind of thing um but those were the first four spots we filled initially which i thought were the key spots those people that you initially hired were those the ones that are still with you or are there any crappy hires that you had to cut out pretty quick (laughs) after 14 years there's there's been turnover like you know what i mean people move on or they have other dreams or goals and stuff and they get opportunities to, to go do that and that's fine but yeah if you get you know I don't know how much I can say, but like if you get somebody like doing drugs in your bathroom <laughs> or, you know, they have some bad habits that they're bringing to work that are also bad. In, like you're not safe anymore or it's bad habits for other employees or toxic people are the worst. So who plays good cop, bad cop with your staff between you and Andy? Or are you both just awesome cops? Oh, I'm ne- I can't be a bad cop. <laughs> I, I don't think it's in my nature. And I also don't think that I I'm really good, like being a wing girl in a business like the vice president, because I everything kind of comes at you and it's already set up like you're you got stuff just coming all day, whether it's quotes, fires, get this out deadlines. So I'm really good, like in a structured environment with a purpose that, you know, I didn't have to make it up. Like I just come here and there's stuff to do. And so I'm really great at just hopping in and figuring that out and going. Yeah, so he he's the one that's had he does all the hiring and firing. I sit in on it. So, I mean, if I had to, I probably could, but I'd probably have so much empathy for the situation that I'd probably be really I don't know if I could get involved without emotions um, for someone just because, you know, everybody's been through something and it's hard and people are all in different places in their lives with growth and what their perspectives are. So I think my brain would just start going into that world while I was trying to be like, you can't do this. So I think no, I just have too much empathy. Um, have you yeah. had any uh, bathroom drugs? Uh, we Fair. had um, so we had like drug dealers. We had uh, someone on press, um, and they left their Facebook open oh, so no. we could see everything they were buying and selling. 
And then we had a, a kid decide to bring his. <laughs> Wait, his Facebook like, opened on his phone, what? or he had like a no laptop? on our on our work com- on our computer company computer. Yeah, <laughs> so oh my God. He probably forgot his, you know, whatever that day. And um, uh, but yeah, I mean, we had like I think it was funny to just bring his gun to work and show people in the dark room. So. Oh my God! Yeah, can't do that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a no-no. Don't um, do that. But uh, no, I think that's interesting is like the dynamic between you two as leaders, right? Because everyone in the yeah. company is looking up to you almost in a fishbowl, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so important that you two are aligned because they're going to try and not pick you guys apart. But like, do you ever feel like employees will go to you for some things, but then Andy for other things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a mom and dad dynamic. Like. They come to me. I would I would get more employees coming to me. I almost would feel like a therapist sometimes because they come to me either with uh, some issues at work just because I stay calm under pressure. And I'm always I'm not worried about the problem. I'm worried about the solution. And so I'm more about, okay, this happened. Let's get it fixed calmly and think through and then move on and learn from it. So I would get a lot of um, girls, I should say, especially too. like, they just come to me and sit and talk. They're all younger than me for the most part. So I would, I end up feeling like a little bit like a mom, but it was fine too. Cause I, I hope I could help them. But I think that like buffer is important in a business because I feel like if you're not there, then they're scared, right? Yeah. Or they're or not going to bring it up or they're yeah. never going to bring it up. Right. And up. so like, yeah. They would come to me and they would ask like, hey, I want to ask Andy this. Well, what do you think I should do? Or is this a good idea? Like they, they'd have, use me as like the mediator in the middle before they, well, not mediator, but you know what I mean? Like they just try to go through me first to see if what they want to do is a good idea. And then I tell them the truth, you know, I'd be like, okay, uh, but did you look at it this way? Or yes, you should do it like this or say this or I don't know. I didn't get that too much, but people would come to me. That's and interesting. Ask how to approach him. And, th- and then be like, Andy, incoming. <laughs> Someone's going to ask for a right. raise today. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then I could like be like, hey, so just so you're not caught off guard, you know, I could kind of some, you know, give him a little bit of prep maybe to prepare if it was something that I felt like he might feel side, like side blinded or something for. Interesting. So Andy is bad cop, ruthless, mean, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's the one flipping presses. Yeah, he'll flip presses. He'll he'll just like try to flip the press. You know. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Damn it! Throw stuff everywhere. Yeah. What's like? Andy's always so calm when he talks to me. um, Even when he's a little like upset. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's Andy like on his bad days? On his bad days, I don't know. I think that he he's he doesn't have really a lot of bad days. I think he just has tough situations. Um, but he doesn't let it rule his life. Like if something bad happens, he doesn't, he's really good at processing his emotions. So I always felt like he, cause that's something I have, you know, I've been struggling to learn how to do is just to feel my feelings and process them because I hold on to them too long until they're out. But he can just like swing around from mood to mood. And I don't think it bothers him. And it's in a, but in a healthy way, so he he isn't like raging or stuck in a weird, bad mood all the time. He actually can process his emotions 
logically, I think, feel them and get them out. I just feel like he's skilled in that aspect. Kind of like, you know, he's he's a cancer, so he's he's definitely a cancer. Because um, you can usually tell their mood just being around them. So I can feel his mood when he comes in a room, especially after this time. So I can I can look at him and I can tell what's going on and what kind of vibe is happening. And I can be like, what's wrong? Or what's really funny or what's going really right just by looking at his face like something's going on and go Bruce, from there what's your, what's your sign i have no idea june 5 uh genesis i'm just correct right now i said june 5 he's in the band genesis that's the bible oh. That's the first thing that popped up. It says, Gemesis born June 5, believe in both. Gemini? Oh, Gemini's. I need to learn how to read, huh? Singular, Gemini. Yeah. Jojo, what are you? I'm a Taurus. Yeah, I'm so Scorpio. I just had my birthday in May. You're Scorpio? Yeah, are you oh, surprised? Oh, you're like the opposite. On the on Zodiac chart, uh, you're opposite of me. So that's interesting. There you go. You know, after this, I'm going to go look up all the signs and then read about it because that's how I'm learning, actually, is learning my friend signs. And then I educate myself on that. And then just knowing them, it's kind of fun to pick apart um, and notice things about them that match. Uh, after you read Genesis in the Bible, you can learn about <laughs> Gemini. <laughs> uh, I got on that. Andy actually sent me the pattern app once or something. We like both were clicking around it. It's pretty interesting. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's an interesting, interesting mix there. Um, so like when we talk about husband, wife running shops together, how mm -hmm. do the two of you make hard decisions for the business? So for instance, like, should we hire someone to help you first or help Andy first? Right? Like importance, mm -hmm. like, yeah, what's the decision making process like? Usually you can feel where the pain is. You can find out where things are getting bottlenecked or somebody has too much on their plate. You can usually see where the feel where the pain points are in the business uh, mm. as it grows and evolves. So as far as hiring someone, we're usually on the same page about what's needed. Uh, you can kind of just see it coming. And then we, we talk about it. He'll put up a ad on our website and stuff and go from there. So it's, it's not like choosing between one department or the other, or help one person getting help over the other. It's just finding the pain point and then finding out what role and what duties need to be taken on there to help everybody. We we uh we were just talking about Farag and I about how our hiring process has changed over the years. I think mainly yeah. from making mistakes. Uh, how about yours? Like, what are things have you guys changed to make it better to help get a better hit rate of good people? Good people. I mean, we do an initial interview where they come in. Um, well, first of all, they're supposed to follow the instructions, you know, and fill out a resume, attach a resume and answer some questions. And if they don't do that part, if they don't attach the resume, then that says something about them, which isn't in their favor. Do you cancel um, them out right away if they didn't answer the questions and attach the resume? Sometimes if you get other if you get a lot of other applications that do follow the instructions, because that's one of the first. Can you follow instructions? It's basically the first test. Um, hmm. But we've also had people where they just walk in and get hired also. Um, but yeah, so no, we have, wait, what do you mean by walk in and get hired? Like we get people that just walk in and they're like, are you guys hiring? And so we would have applications available and they go sit on the couch and fill them out. And then, you know, if, if we're able to, Andy would sit them down in here for a interview. And then you just, it's kind of like a vibe check. 
you know, you can tell body language and how people ask and how what they say is or what they don't say versus what they say. Um, just try to get a read on them. And then we will discuss afterwards, too, or we'll we'll do that for or we'll do a first interview, like once they turn it in if, and hopefully they show up on time or show up at all. And then they'll do a trial day with in what, whatever position they're applying for. Um, and they'll go work for a day compensated just to make sure they understand the roles, responsibilities. And then also that the other employees get a chance to vet them out too. like, were there any problems immediately? Cause if you catch them on day one, like even before you're hired, that's best. Or they decide that it's not for them and it wasn't what they thought. Um, so it's best to do that too. So we always do a trial day. So there'll be like a first interview. The second time is to come back for a trial day. And then after that, there could possibly be another interview. But a lot of times we can we know at that point um, if we want to hire them or not. And how does the trial day work with uh, like, um, like, do you help train them the first hour or so of what they're supposed to be doing? And then you, you kind of watch them and f- check in on them at lunch or how does that go? They work with somebody. So like if okay. they're catching so at the dryer, like they'll go... Yep. They'll go and shadow and work directly in that role with that person um, just to get a feel for what's happening exactly. So it's not like a lot of people learn better by doing something. So if you just get them in it, I think it's just the most efficient way to find out if they like it or not. Have you done that, Steven? The shadow day? So like kind of your point, when I'll get someone that comes in, like, are you guys hiring? I'll talk to them for a little bit, feel them out and be like, okay, can you come back tomorrow? And mm-hmm. I'll be like, all right, 8 a.m. And then I'll like, give them my number or whatever. And what's funny is you'll start to get like, they'll text you later. Like, oh, what's the pay going to be? Uh, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, just starting to feel them out a little bit. And then mm-hmm. they'll show up at 815 and be like, oh, sorry, my car broke down. And you're like, okay, this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've I've had done people that, that, way, that happen. I've done that way too many times where like day one excuses uh, and you're like, oh, um, yeah, it's usually foreshadowing. Yeah, especially Does if it happens well multiple times that week. You guys have that happen recently? <laughs> yeah, not too long ago, we had somebody show up, and then they were just like late, like all the time, and it was just every day. It was like three times in a week or something. <laughs> we're like, you just I got here. What's happening? Do that with like obviously if they don't have another job, or you know if if they are able to do that, it's probably harder to do on the office side, like with more like traditional jobs i don't know bruce are you able to do that's trials? what i was curious like like for a salesperson or a manager type role is there a way to do shadow days that you guys do too yeah because when i uh needed help with invoicing and stuff like that and the billing aspects uh taking orders filling out work orders that process they'd literally just come and sit with me all day and just follow what i do and see how my process works um, and then I would give them like fake orders to invoice and, you know, just give them kind of mock stuff like you would give a kid like, OK, here, try this out. It's a little like fake homework, but it'd be real homework <laughs> in person. So next to you and you're learning their quirks, their attitude. You're learning about the side banter, you know. Um, yeah. For invoicing, many- we would actually bring a computer in here so that they would sit next to me. Like at the end of the desk, so we could all still get out of here. But they would literally sit with me until they were comfortable enough on their own. So I mean, it could take a month. I don't know. Are you guys pretty to- religious about doing that of trial days with staff? Mm-hmm. It's, wow. It happens every time. 
Yeah, that's something we don't skip. And so even, even if an employee has another job, you'll be like, hey, take a vacation day. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. If they like really want it. Mm-hmm. If they really want to work here, um, they definitely just make an effort to show up and to show that they want to work here. Do you feel like people want to work at Shirt Kong because of Andy's fame and glory now? One hundred percent. It's all they—they they just come in like, "Where's Andy?" That's all I care about. Can you Has sign my shirt? Can you get a picture? Has no. a fanboy tried to move to St. Louis to work there? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. No, no. All right. I don't think so. Andy, if you're listening to this, you haven't made it yet. You need that to happen, and then, you know. They show up with a shirt with his face on it. Yeah, at Upstate, that's how it all goes down. I mean, everyone's just (laughs) such a fan of Dylan that they want to work at Upstate. Um, So (laughs) it's okay. We all have goals. Um, (laughs) We were just talking about this whole project thing for a production manager. Um, We were working with a shop that's really trying to hire their first production manager. First time around, didn't go so well. Second time around, they're going to try to really dial it in. Uh, did you do this? And if so, like what, what was that trial day? What did that look like? Cause that one's a trickier one as Is well. Kyle? Or, or was it? Yeah. Yeah. No, that would Billy. be Kyle's story. What's oh, Kyle's okay. story? I need Tate to get master beer brewer. You might have to have Kyle on and ask him some questions. Cause I'm sure he's got a lot of things he could talk about. He's been here a long time. And I think um, he started did you trial on day press. I don't remember. Um, okay. It's been that long. Yeah. Did Andy sure. find him at Home Depot? I hope so. I hope that's <laughs> the story. Poaching everybody from Home Depot. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've poached from our bank. <laughs> we've had tellers. We've had a teller come and work here, and, and she was my person, like my invoicing person that helped me. That's a really cool. good idea. Like, hey, do you hate being there? Come work right. for me. Are yeah, you good with numbers, but you don't want to be like in a corporate? The glass? Yeah, we just saw her a lot. And I think she was, I think that she um, was getting blocked from a promotion from somebody else internally. And so that made her also want to leave because that's not a fair situation to be in at a job. So I think that was one of the other factors why she left. That's something that I think small businesses might not, might overlook. Like if we look at Campus Inc. and all the employees, like full-time employees that we've hired. And Mm -hmm. I think we've got about... uh, 40, 45 or so. Um, wow. Everyone works there because they knew someone. Like, the connections are so interesting if you were to sit mm-hmm. and map them out. Um, and a lot of them were like, like you know, um, our, our community marketing came from the Chamber of Commerce. And we just saw her a lot. And she was fantastic to work with. And I just notoriously keep in touch and be like, hey, if you're ever thinking about something, we're here. Um, and we did that mm-hmm. with like, uh, one of our really talented graphic designers in sports. And, you know, I think like that's a really strong way to recruit and yeah. finding people from other industries like bank tellers or even Starbucks, your, your barista every day at Starbucks. Like a lot of people we get don't have experience. Um, they do come from other fields because there's not really a school for screen printing. Or, you know, you just don't You're like, oh, I'm going to go be a production manager when I grow up. Like it's stuff. I think a lot of people just end up falling into it somehow. Um, But we don't we didn't intentionally poach either from other places. But it is a good it it is a totally good way to find people that are working in cool fields that could cross over to do well in ours. Joe, we had on uh, Anthony Constant. 
I can't say his last name. Some Andre Italian last name. Sticker Mule. Uh, yeah, he started Sticker Mule. And oh, yeah. he is in a small town in New York, in New York State. And he advertises all around because finding talent is so hard. So he'll have mm-hmm. billboards, he'll host barbecues, he'll he'll do all this crazy stuff in the community to be yeah. like the, the... The cool company. The center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, That's crazy. Right? <laughs> Isn't that wild? Like, I can't imagine having billboards and hosting barbecues and just like... You know, it's like an open door. Everybody come, they, bring your resume and have a burger. I think they have like a thousand employees there, Bruce. I would assume. Oh, I'm sure geez. they have I mean, a they're lot. competing with like Amazon fulfillment centers. But he literally just oh like throws God. the party in that town. Um, That's cool, though. Yeah. So. so I could do that. Um, like, what I'm hearing a lot of is like the fact that the two of you trust one another so much in the business that like yeah. you're never worried about what each other are going to do. Um, no. What happens when something goes wrong or there's a mistake that either of you made or are on your side of things? Like, yeah. Well, nothing say goes it's perfect. me. I am incredibly hard on myself. Like, nobody could be harder on myself than myself. So I've already been through the beating myself up process. But just like how I'd handle anybody else's problems, I'm usually calm and I just want to get to the solution and learn my lesson and make it right as fast as possible if it's something with a customer um, it's kind of how the both of us are. We just want to fix things and move on. Cause there's other things coming. Like you don't have time to just dwell over one situation for the whole day or anything. You got to get over it. I, uh, uh, Bruce's wife was heat pressing stuff and Bruce was trying to help and doing an awful job. <laughs> it's like, you know, um, even Carson, like Steven, you lose everything. Like don't lose, you know, don't do this. Don't do like, uh, our partners know our weak points and so mm-hmm. they hold us accountable of like Bruce like you need to make that transfer straight if you're going to do this <laughs> like, don't mess up my brand I'm working on um, <laughs> like how do you hold each other accountable to the role without letting it interfere with your relationship um, I think we're pretty good at being less emotional and more business um, and we also have respect for each other and trust each other. So if um, he needs to buy equipment or make a big decision, he's usually done all the work ahead of time because he's particular in making sure it's right. And then he'll we'll go, we'll talk about it and everything. And I'm also not somebody that's trying to con- like be controlling. I understand that this is his baby, really, and he loves it and he's passionate and he nerds out about it. So, I mean, he makes good decisions. And his track record for making good decisions has been well. So I just trust him. I think he knows what he's doing. Um, so why would I be somebody to like try to hold him back? I want him to be successful. And he's been good at figuring everything out. Um, he picked you. He picked Dylan. Like he's got, he's, yeah, his love stories are set. So I mean, what, what about like at, at home? Like, not to get weird, but do, do you guys, <clears throat> are you able to turn off the business side to be able to, Cause that's like an interesting thing too. I, f- I feel like there's so much to talk about with the business and with the company and stuff. And like, yeah, uh, how do you think about this or this? But, uh, or is it like, okay, 6 PM, no sure Kong talks. We try. Um, we also, we cook at home a lot. So when we get home, um, we cook dinner together and then we sit down at what I call bar Rudman in our kitchen. We have this Island and it's bar Rudman. It's my favorite place to eat. Oh, your um, kitchen must be amazing. If you're a kitchen designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have my dream kitchen, actually, which is pretty cool. 
Um, but yeah, so we we go home and we try not to talk about work because we've already talked about it all day at work together and been in it together. And we also understand like he doesn't have to make me understand or try to over explain. So I understand his world all day here. Like, what's it really like? And I don't have to do the same thing either, which is a benefit of working together with your spouse. Um, but work does come up. It happens. Like, we'll go for a walk. Like, say we get through dinner without talking about work. And then we make it to an after dinner walk, which we like to do with popsicles now. So we get our sugar free popsicles or low sugar popsicles and we make a loop and then we come back and get another one because I'm a pig about getting another popsicle when I'm outside and then we make another loop um that's usually when talking will definitely come back about the work so but it's okay like it's not like it's negative or anything like that it's usually just stuff that's going on or coming up with solutions to problems that are happening the next day or stuff like that it, it works out fine I'm curious um earlier in Printavo like obviously you and Cursette, Bruce's wife, Cursette, um, was at uh, Bruce's first trade show. And it was the three of us. That's how our That's love story awesome. started. Um, like she's been there yeah. in the ground up too. Um, mm-hmm. But like, Bruce, how have you guys been able to balance you not always taking the stage with Printavo? Like, you know, being able to shut it off. Or was that ever a thing? That it was, I mean, it was your middle name on Facebook. Um, I, I didn't really talk about it as much because I could tell, like, it's like, you know, she, she doesn't know that space very well, so she's not super interested. But I would say the business for sure dominated um, my time in life for 10 years or so. So, um, you know, every waking moment it was definitely like laptop open trying to work on something. Um, Mm -hmm. which I do think like absolutely helped to get to step one of the business, but not was not great for step two, which is the whole getting the team in place. Like what you've been able to do with, you know, being able to focus on your passion and and having a really good team. It Mm -hmm. sucked for getting to that point. Oh, it's Um, hard. And I think that led to to more burnout, which actually have you felt like throughout the last 12 years, has, has there been a point where you've, gotten burnt out definitely i mean 100 percent. because you know when it's busy it's hard like it goes hard when you're slammed like there's just like no time like i i would eat at my desk i wasn't i would not take breaks i would spend i could sit here for 12 hours and not move eat everything at my desk and just i'm still not caught up so do you remember the last time that 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 you felt that way and then i'm also curious like what did you do to yeah, you like to, take like, work reset. home. No, I I would not take work home um, because mm-hmm. when I got home, nights and weekends were for my art. It's the only time I had, and since it's been a passion for, it's been something I've been doing for thirty years now, and it's always been the dream. Like I needed that time at least for that. So no, I would do my best not to bring anything home. I, that's a lie because I have, but probably only a handful of times. Does Andy bring work home or does he know how to just like shut it down and worry about tomorrow's problems tomorrow? Um, I think that he still will work on emails and things at home. If it sure. pops up or he gets a phone call from a customer and something's going on, somebody that he, you know, he talks to personally like that. But other than that, maybe he's working on prepping for a shirt show or something else that's going on. So he, yeah. I don't think he brings a lot of it home either. I think that's but a pretty awesome it. trait. Um, for founders and even, I mean, if you work with your spouse to be able to do is to like shut it down 
And that's something mm-hmm. that I definitely struggled with, um, Bruce, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because I think it it consumes your life and then it overtakes like your passion projects or like getting popsicles, um, yeah. which I think are equally as important. Right. Well, and it um, also becomes so much of your identity. Right. When you're in it so long, like you, you identify fully with the role and what you're doing in it. What did you do? What did you do the last time that that you burnt out? It was probably last December, uh, just because August and on, like it's game on here. It's our busy season, so it's go go go. And I was last year. I was still still here full time. Like this art thing had not started. I didn't even know it was coming yet. But we got to December and Christmas. You know, we shut down for two weeks. We went on vacation, and I that helped me a lot. I think traveling since we've been able to in the last like five years, basically to start doing that more, I've realized that that really, really helps me reset. And I also come back refreshed with new ideas. But like you guys go West and then Andy's like, Oh, we're going out for a week. And then like four weeks yeah, later, I'll, one, get, I'll get a text. Like, tickets. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're still here. Yeah. You do like one my tickets. Um, you, you I don't mind spontaneity. Yeah. I don't mind spontaneity. He brings that to my life actually. So if he's like, hey, you want to, there was a day here where it was hard and then all of a sudden work lightened up and he's like, hey, you want to go to Colorado? And it was like the same day. I'm like, yeah, sure. And so we left work and went and packed up the car and took off to Colorado to go skiing. And that was That's just amazing. And he did that at uh, ThreadX, I think. I was like, hey, come to Phoenix. And it was like 10 a.m. And then he's like, all right, we'll be there at midnight. And sure enough, y'all showed up. <laughs> That's pretty rad. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That that keeps how, it light. How often do you check email on a vacation or any work related stuff? Uh still daily. We like can still once work a day remotely. though, or like are you always on the phone? Not always on the phone. I'd be on the phone less than Andy would be. It depends what's going on here. Uh but we check out through the day. So a couple times. I'll usually check in the morning initially to see what came in the night. I'll check in at noon to see if there's anything emergency from the morning and then you know, two, three o'clock in the afternoon because we close at five. Check in and see if there's any last minute stuff going on they need me for. So just periodically. Steven, I feel like you're on the phone like constantly when you're on vacation. Yeah. Um, it's really hard for me to shut down. Like very, very hard. Um, but it also depends what you have going on and how much you really are needed. Everything's on fire all the time. <laughs> Um, I'm doing a better job at it because I think a lot of it was, was bringing on leaders in the company that I, you know, hold themselves to a higher standard than, than myself Mm -hmm. and will actually say like, Steven, do not check your phone. We've got this. And a lot of it is actually just me letting go and saying like, fuck it. I don't, whatever happens, happens. That's really hard. Yeah. That's really, really hard to do. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, that's a very... It's taken me, I don't know, 10 years to now start to like really let go. I'm curious, Bruce, what about you? Because like you'd get a QuickBooks break ticket. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you were running like you're in your support channels all the time and there's like customer complaints and like you're trying to be a hero. Like, how was that for you to actually create and stop and say, yeah. I'll do this when I get back to my desk? also terrible at doing it. And I think that's, that's the, 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 the sort of skill set number two that I didn't necessarily master. 
of, of really being able to delegate super well. It was like, I'll take it on, I'll take it on, I'll take it on. Um, but, um, the vacation thing, I think the one thing that helped me was being in places where it was harder to use a cell phone. So like any sort of developing country is such an amazing place to vacation in, but then also the cell phone service sucks. Um, so it really forces you actually. It's perfect. Yeah, That's why it does. Bruce gets so much work done on airplanes. <laughs> I love airplane work. And you know what? There's actually soundtracks. I just discovered this on Spotify where it's airplane white noise. And so you can play it. And I play it on my Alexa back here. So it sounds like I'm like sitting in a seat or something. And I'll just I heard that's where it's most productive. Like you, because of the altitude and what it does to you, that doing work in a plane. I can't remember where I heard this recently, but it, it's actually a really productive time. Huh. So you're like, you're not supposed to nap, you're supposed you, to get your shit done. <laughs> I think it's because you can only load one tab at a time. <laughs> 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 you literally, you, you know, you try to pop open three to load them at the same time and then it just does like, not work. Mm, um, not you described this article. There's this article that's like 10 tips avoiding company burnout. And it's kind of interesting because you checked off a couple of these. Uh, number one, they talk about hiring like a true operations manager. It could be COO type or VP type but someone who actually takes the load off your plate. Um, Number two, they say uh, taking vacations, take two weeks a year, go somewhere, check email twice a day only, Um, no staycations. That would be like a non-negotiable. Yes, yes, they they got it right here, number two. And then also they say fly nicer, like spend your points. Everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. use your credit card, you've got a ton of points from the business, fly business class, stay at decent hotels, Um, find a real mentor that someone can help to just uh, talk to. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also they say here, don't take it home, especially after the first couple of years. Uh, Leave the stuff. It'll be there tomorrow after five or six o'clock. So um, it's kind of interesting, those things that you mentioned. I mean, the last one they also mentioned, which is... You know, I think we do the opposite a lot of times, but they say focus on your happy customers. Um, you know, it's easy to, to get wound up about ones that get pissed off and like really try to always focus on that. They say switch it and um, help it make their experience a lot better. Well, don't they say like for every like we hold on and process like negative experiences more than positive ones. So if you have a negative experience, I can't remember if it's like five Good things need to happen to null that one bad experience, which helps. And or if you just Probably think like about tw- twenty for me, if something's going bad in the shop. Yeah, yeah, it, it might even be twenty, but it was something like it was like really off. Like for every one bad experience, you should you need a lot more good ones to. If we get, get rid a of negative review on the internet, this shop knows that that is my number one. Like, just oh, those aren't fun Steven, either. Leave Stephen alone for the afternoon. Like. Don't go in his office. Don't talk to him. <laughs> message him. He'd be like, uh, he got yeah. like somebody take start. it down. Take yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Report and flag it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like call the. Yeah, I want to resolve it and turn it and figure out why it happened. And um, I don't just I had some obsess about. But you're totally right. Like as owners, we obsess about the negative things way more than we do the positive. I'm curious, yeah. like um, as the business has transitioned to becoming more mature. It sounds like the two of you work on your passion projects now, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's shirt show or um, or art. How, like, how do you guys think about what's next for you two? Right. Because like, yeah, maybe that's a hard question to ask or 
I don't know, but you know, when I see husband and wife shops together, like they're working on a mission, right? Like they're mm -hmm. for something greater or something bigger, or maybe it's because they just like working together. But What's like, your bread and butter? How, how how do you think about what's next for you all, knowing that this is your baby and you know that's that's your lifeblood? Yeah, I mean, you know, people know about Andy having his back issues and stuff, so like he can't be on press all day and do that kind of work anymore. He can pop in and help, but like he can't just do it all himself like he used to. Um, so next for him. I mean, he really, it's turned out he's really loved podcasting. And he's grown so much from it. Um, he really likes interacting with other shops. He really likes visiting other shops. So I'm sure he's trying to think about like, what would be next? You know, if, if he were to, when he retires someday, what's he going to do after? Because I think he still would definitely be involved in this industry, but it would just look different um, in some form, which I totally support too. I mean, he, He's been doing this for like 30 years or something, and he's always been in it as a nerd, like nerding out. So I don't imagine him doing something different. Shirt Show is putting on, is it called Summer Camp? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And it's how to print the brightest white. The best uh, white, yeah. The, the best white, brightest white, because Andy yeah, obsesses yeah. over white ink. Um, and what's crazy is what you guys opened 40 spots and it sold out in a day. It sold out really fast. I remember really Andy fast. calling me being like, I don't know if people are going to come. I don't know. I'm like, Dude. Yeah, it's the first one. So you're like, and you don't know. 24 hours. What was it like um, the first time you guys had events? I think it was like bribe all of our friends to go. Uh, yeah. It, just, I just, it was a hangout. I think I just gave out of a lot of tickets. <laughs> um, that's super interesting. Do you think, of, do the two of you ever think about... Um, selling Shirt Kong, retiring from Shirt Kong, moving to the mountains, and actually, or do you feel like it's it's still a part of, like, your identity? Um, it's still, I mean, it's part of our identity, but it isn't my identity. Um, mm -hmm. I identify more with being an artist, especially this year. Um, but obviously, I have so much experience on this end, so it's part of my identity as well, and I know a lot of people in the industry. Um, but yeah, I imagine he'd either have to hold on to it and just not be here as much and have just really good management in place or he'd have to sell it um and then you know do something else after whether you know it could be the podcast or consulting or or whatever may come up i'm sure there's th like we can't even fathom how it's really all going to play out really um but i imagine it going in that direction and then i would do art full-time if i wasn't here and just really work on that do you think art will, like, from what I'm hearing and seeing, you're going to obviously have an awesome show, but, like, it can really explode. Do you feel like if something crazy happens, like, do you, do you sense that happening right now? I don't know. I, I, I just see, like, the two of you have leaned into your passions, and now your passions are almost, could almost be, like, way bigger than what you've built. We put in a lot of work. Right. Um, and you try to do a good job and the right job. Um, I think that this, I don't feel like I peaked, of course, like because I was shirt Kong full time doing arts on weekends and weeknights. And I'm also a mom. So I had a son, he's now 17, can drive himself and has a job and does all that stuff. It's kind of like that empty nester thing in me where we have the correct people in place. So I don't have to be here all the time. My kid is self-sufficient. I don't worry about him. 
Um, you know, I don't have to, he's not, it's not like he's five or something. So I am coming back into my own kind of like that pre that life before kids that I had where I can actually just be me and focus on me. Unlike any other time I've had in the last 20 years. So I'm getting back to that. So I feel like it's, I feel like I'm going up right now. Like, I don't know what's coming still, but I know I haven't reached the peak. So I just keep that idea in mind. And I say yes to these projects that feel in alignment with me. And you never know what's going to happen from them. So say I have this art show and maybe another sack somewhere says, hey, we loved it. We'd like you to do 50 drawings for our our store or whatever. And we'll do a show in, you know, Chicago or L.A. or wherever. You know, I just don't know what kind of opportunities will come from this that'll resonate with me. So I'm that, but it keeps it exciting. So that's a very thoughtful, like commentary on there. That's a, it's a really, really interesting way to put it. Bruce, what are you going to say? I think I've got, I have my last question on here is just like looking back and maybe this is for the younger shop that's getting started. That's you guys, but eight years, like in, in the past, what do you think would be the top, let's call it, you know, a couple, three things that you would say, Hey, look, these are the things I really screwed up on. Um, you should get these Bruce, right right away. Bruce, make it if you're working with your partner on your shop. All right. Also, there there's a partner involved. Okay. So yeah. repeat that again. What are the things that I would... So like if you were to, you're mentoring a shop, right? That's a lot smaller, you know, maybe they're at like 200 K in revenue or so. Um, they're working with their partner. Candy Uh, and Momo. Yeah. (laughs) What are the things that they (laughs) should do to really skip some pain points that you, you had to experience? (sighs) Spouse wise. I think that I, number one, I do not name call. That's a rule of mine because I've had relationships in the past where you call each other cuss words and names and you fight dirty. And with me, because I hang on to I have more trouble processing emotions and I'll hang on to them longer. If my the person who's supposed to love me the most says really terrible things to me during the day, it sticks with me and stings. And so I would just say, hey, if you can cut out and stay calm and not bash each other and just talk to each other like you're responsible on the same team, I would recommend that too, because that'll save you a lot of heartache or ill feelings towards each other. Um, So I I just don't want to be hurt like that at work or even at home. Um, I would suggest being quick to hire and fire. That's been something that's worked out better here. Um, Don't be scared to hire because you can't grow otherwise if you don't put the right people in place, because a lot of people will be like, oh, I can't afford to, or I don't know what to do. Like, obviously you can watch like your podcast, the shirt show, YouTube, anything. There's like all the, there's lots of advice out there for how to get started um, and which roles you should start filling. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Quick things that I, that would help people avoid pain points. Be, uh, don't get stuck in your ways either. Everything's evolving constantly. So if you get stuck in a pattern where this is the way things are done and that's it because it works, you're evolving also with new people, new technologies, new processes. Um, Everything changes. So you have to be ready to roll with it. And the sooner you can accept it and pivot, um, I think it's best other than dragging yourself through stubbornly. 
especially the last okay. one. You're right. Like stuff, it stuff does change a lot quicker. It like, changes. Uh, the whole transfer movement, um, technology that's come in, people right. doing AI stuff that's coming in, the whole yeah. use of APIs and things on the tech side, uh, yeah. better ways to interview. Um, it's kind of interesting, especially between generations. Like when you see generational mm-hmm. shops of like how they're doing things and how they want to do things versus how the younger generation yeah. wants to. The only consistency, the only consistent thing is change because we're not the same people we were 10 years ago. I'm not the same person I was six months ago. Um, also, just because I'm in a lot of in, I like a lot of self growth and reflection. Um, I'm really into that kind of stuff, too. But you're always changing. Like it's n- never nothing's ever going to stay the same. You can't make it stay the same. Incredible to like, see, I met Andy, I don't know, six years ago, five years ago, at Print Hustlers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I thought he was like five years older than me at the time. And we hung out for like three hours. <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> um, it's fun to watch when then, the reveal happens. Yeah, he told me the reveal <laughs> like four, four hours after hanging out. And I'm like, cool, I have a friend. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, but I think what's really interesting is, is, is the two of you keep a very open mind and are okay with trying things out. Um, and you've done that in your shop, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, switching your CTS machine completely over, making complete changes to your ink. Um, you know, uh, like I've seen on Instagram completely flipping around where presses are, um, mm-hmm. or like coming in and, you know, it's like, okay, we're building an ink room here. Um, and that, I think in a partnership, the fact that you like embrace change and challenge it every day and you're not like sticking to like, it's got to be this way. No, like we've always Mm -hmm. done it this way. I think that's probably like what I see is, is like a pretty awesome characteristic. Um, I think like all shops should obviously uh, think through that because I think like that's how you, that's how you go. So um, it it creates less resistance in yourself. So yeah, you don't have that feeling um, inside. Okay, we we need to do like rapid fire to like rip on Andy for a second. Um, <laughs> what was the best gift he got when his back was hurting him from fans? Mm. Was it the the, v- the Vivi toilet safety rail adjustable grab and bar <laughs> compact support <laughs> frame with hand roll? <laughs> okay, that was, I didn't even uh, get a chance loaded, to install it. That was a loaded I don't even question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I set you up there. My bad. Um, I so wanted to set that up, but I don't know where it went. It might have um, disappeared quickly. I, I went on Amazon and searched Kong on my Amazon because I bought him a toilet thing. Um, a grab sure bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, what's what's your what's your favorite part about? Let's let's talk about like your other better half, Dylan. Um, Mm -hmm. What role does Dylan play in your family dynamic? Like, is he on the family (laughs) plan for phones? Yeah. What's that like? Because like, yeah, you know, he's an important, he's on the family plan. We send him, we send him allowance, um, (laughs) make him do some duties on the side. When he completes them, we're like, good job. Here's your money. Oh, do you have to like pull the phone line at night? So Andy doesn't like stay up too late talking to Dylan. What's that like for you to watch the relationship? (laughs) Um, I think it's just, uh, honestly, I think they probably text a message more than on the phone, I would guess. So that's probably like just happening all day as far as I know. So he's probably like waking up and texting in the middle of the night, miss you. I'm just like asleep over here being chopped liver. But no, they, 
talk all the, I mean, obviously they talk all the time. They got to plan out these weeks and update each other, but I don't have to pry the phone out of his hands at night. So that's a good thing. The MacBook. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he gets on that. And then I'm just like, dude, you need to shut off your computer now before bed, get rid of that blue light, get your body to start shutting down with melatonin. <laughs> So that's probably the hardest part. He goes over his uh, his SMS allowance with Dylan. Um, <laughs> I think it's been pretty yeah, it's been pretty cool to watch y'all like evolve in the industry um, and uh, with a lot of integrity and passion. Um, and uh, I, uh, it's been awesome to watch and and I don't know Thank you. y'all are great. So it's been fun. Yeah, it's been an experience. <laughs> Bruce, you got anything else? No, I think that's it, Joe. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, actually, you know what, random, do you use UPS or no? Yes. Uh, are you guys doing anything with in preparation to this, uh, potential July 30 strike thing? Oh no, I, I'm not up to date on that. Don't Google it. That's all the time for today. (laughs) (laughs) They may not be sure. We might need to do a full episode. Yeah. UPS is about to go on strike. So call your get, get, yeah. Um, Take care of your UPS drivers this week and encourage them not to go on strike. Yeah. Or t- call your FedEx rep and <laughs> get closer. Make sure you sure have to refresh our up. relationship. Yeah. Um, hey, remember me? Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember us? Yeah, we like have a FedEx. We have UPS pickups and deliveries every day scheduled. But we have like this uh, packet on the window with a sign in it that says yes or no for FedEx because it's so infrequent that it it's mean to the driver to have him to walk in every day and it's a no. So we just flip the sign when it's a yes. And it's not that often, but yeah, I might have to call and refresh our relationship. All right. We'll dig into it another time. Joe, thanks so much for being able to join us. It's J O A N N H O U L E on Instagram to be able to see the art, be able to purchase. If you're in St. Louis area to be able to go to the show, congrats again and good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been really fun having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been cool. Um, and I can't wait to see you at my opening. Sweet. Oh, we gotta, we gotta, <laughs> it's what, all of August? When is it? When is it? It's up all of August and September. I think I'm going to have a, opening recep- a reception party halfway through the show, Labor Day weekend, that Saturday. They said that I can have, you know, like from probably 2 to 5.30, I can get a DJ, serve wine, whatever I want to do which is pretty cool. So I got to finalize details on that too, but I'll share Can later. Can it be a shirt show event where everyone just comes and crashes? And <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, the more the merrier. We'll get to get a dance party started. Um, why are there so many printers here? <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. like all in black t-shirts. Yeah, like yeah. easy ways out front, giving out tape, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> giving <Yeah>. it away. <laughs> uh, um, We're heat pressing on the ISS side. Show? Is this an ISS show? Yeah, Uh, yeah, totally. This this is fun. All right. (laughs) We will talk to y'all later. Thanks for joining again. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications if you enjoyed this video. If you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job. To subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and hit the like button. And... I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.